Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is a Friday afternoon. Uh, former Congressman Dave Brad is going to be joining us at uh, 535. Looking forward to that. we got a special guest coming in at uh, 405, uh, Keith Culver, who is the acting president of uh, the Virginia Law Enforcement Foundation. They have the first ever wellness event for first responders it's going to happen tomorrow it's it's pretty much an all-day thing it's going to be over at uh, 511 on uh, west broad and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to not only hearing from him but also getting out there i'm going to be out there for a couple of hours before i head over to the uh, big grand opening of a plus windows i mean it's uh, it's going to be a busy day it's going to be a busy day and, of course, uh, right there in the middle, 435, my brother from another mother, Stan Andruski, who hosts In the Garage with Stan Andruski every Saturday morning at 8 a.m., the best weekend radio show anywhere. And I am always anxious to, uh, to chat with him. I remind you, if you want to get ahead of the curve, by the way, you can actually text some of your questions. And uh, you can do that at 833-804. 1140-833-804-1140. So, we do not have a Speaker of the House right now. We have the uh, the acting Speaker, Patrick McHenry from uh, North Carolina. And I don't know where we go next. I'm not sure exactly uh, how things are going to be positioned. Jim Jordan picked up the endorsement of former President Trump. Steve Scalise has thrown his name into it. I understand there's going to be some sort of a debate uh, I think on Fox. So uh, anyway, uh, Congressman Bob Good was part of the uh, group that voted to remove Speaker Kevin McCarthy. And uh, the congressman's with us. Congressman, thanks for being here. Good afternoon, Jeff. Great to be with you again. Yeah, the uh, the pleasure is always mine. So uh, a lot of folks here on the outside kind of looking at this and trying to figure out, is this all inside baseball? Was there some sort of uh, real situation going on that uh, we all need to be uh, concerned with. Can you just give us the lay of the land? Well, if you're speaking to the how we got here or why we got here, yeah. uh, once again, it is was a failure of leadership on Speaker, former Speaker McCarthy's part, where he failed to keep the commitments he made 
in order to become speaker back in January. And it's not that, oh, gosh, he's he, he's not truthful or he lacks integrity or he's dishonest or doesn't keep his word. That's not, I guess, that unusual in Washington. Uh, but it was the policies that were impacted by those failures. And while, uh, in other words, he promised to bring a balanced budget vote to the floor, that still hasn't happened. I'm on the budget committee where we've marked up a balanced budget that we ran on to balance the budget within 10 years, failed to allow us to bring that to the floor. He promised to bring a vote on term limits, which we ran on, and he uh, still have not brought that to the floor. He promised to bring a vote on, or to bring all 12 appropriations bills, funding the government properly, so we don't have to go to a series of continuing resolutions and omnibus and keep all the spending from the Biden Pelosi Schumer regime still in place with a Republican majority. We we only brought one of 12 to the floor before going to the August district work period, and then. We did vote bring three, more, four more to the floor that final week, right before September 30. But of course, that only allowed us to bring a total of five before the September 30 deadline. Uh, he passed the debt limit agreement, which was a terrible arrangement in terms of an unlimited increase of the debt ceiling through January 25, when we'll probably be at 35, 36 trillion dollars in national debt. But it's not only that it was a terrible agreement he made with the, with the Senate and the White House. But it was also passed with overwhelmingly Democrat votes, something that I warned about back in January when we were challenged, but we couldn't continue to do that. And then he did that again with the continuing resolution on Saturday, uh, where he passed, again, an extension of the because of his failure to lead us and bringing not even passing, but bringing our votes, our bills to the floor, which he had total control over. Uh, then he does the continuing resolution on Saturday capitulates, surrenders to the Democrats, keeps, again, all the Biden-Pelosi-Schumer policies that are bankrupting the country, destroying the country from a policy standpoint, in place for another 45 days. Democrats vote for it 209 to 1 in the House, 51 to 0 in the Senate. Why wouldn't they? It's exactly what they wanted to do. That was the final straw. Turns out, Jeff, that it was revealed to us after the Speaker vote, uh, after he was removed, uh, he revealed, and I don't know why he revealed this, quite frankly, but he revealed that he had anticipated Democrats saving him. I guess that's why he taunted or dared us to follow through on our warnings that, hey, he couldn't just keep doing the wrong things for the country and betraying the trust of the American people when they gave us the majority and violate the commitments he made to become speaker that we expect to hold him accountable. He dared and taunted us to do that because he revealed in his press conference uh, that Nancy Pelosi had promised him in January she'd provide him the votes to avoid being removed from speaker. And I guess that's why he kept, kept, kept her in that special office space off the speaker's wing there, uh, even though she wasn't speaker anymore. And then as soon as the vote went down, he had her kicked out of there uh, immediately. So he had a deal with the Democrats after all, thought they would bail him out because she, 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 for some reason he thought Nancy Pelosi would keep her word, I guess. And, and he was doing their bidding anyway. But obviously the Democrats uh, decided they wanted to, uh, they, they weren't going to save him. Now, here's the weird thing, is that, uh, look, I've never been a Kevin McCarthy fan for for years. I, I, I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him, and so I always found it interesting that anybody was going to go along with his, his quest to become Speaker. But, you know, looking at it, there were eight Republicans who voted with all the Democrats to kick him out. I mean, there's a, there's a certain bizarre imagery to that. Well, that's a that's a misrepresentation that's been repeated by the dishonest media uh, that, you know, who, who has a vested interest in access to the throne. 
many of them pretend conservative media who make a living off acting like they're upset with the status quo and the establishment and the swamp and Republicans don't fight, Republicans don't stand. And they were the first ones shooting us in the back in January and shooting us in the back again now. Mm. But we have no control over what the Democrats do. The Speaker serves the pleasure of 218 members of the House. No one member can remove him, even though one member can file a motion now that we have that rule back in place after Nancy Pelosi took it out. It was good for 200 years from Thomas Jefferson uh, through uh, uh, Paul Ryan. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but we, we, had, we had no way of knowing or controlling how the Democrats may or may not vote. We have, we, you know, but there were eight members of the Republican House who had the courage, the courage to do what needed to be done. And as I said in my floor speech, and as I begged and pleaded the speaker for months and weeks on end leading up to this, please fight for something. When we have the House majority, we can't run two trillion dollar deficits and and can pass continuing resolutions and not pass our spending or not even bring our spending bills to the floor for a vote. If not fighting now, when are we going to fight? And can you fight for something besides just to be speaker, just so you can get your portrait on the wall and 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 lead the ship off the cliff at maybe a or the bus off the cliff at a little bit slower pace than the Democrats do yeah. fight for something. Cause when you have the house majority, you're not gonna get everything you want when you don't control the Senate, or the white house, but you should get something. And I warned him on Friday, the day before he did the continued resolution uh, with the 209 Democrat votes in the house and the 51 Democrat votes in the Senate. I said, speaker, it seems you are willing to do anything to avoid a, the disruption, temporary disruption or the discomfort or the pressure of a, a, a pause in 15% of the non-essential government operations, quote unquote, a temporary shutdown. If the Dems know, all they got to do is say no to you. It doesn't matter what we pass out of the house because when they say no, you're going to cave and say, okay, let's do a a continuing resolution. Do not do that. Mm -hmm. And he did it anyway. And, you know, we, we just cannot afford the current trajectory. We can't afford Republicans to roll over. You know, the Democrats don't do that. Tell me when in history, Democrats have passed major spending bills when they had the majority Mm -hmm. with predominantly Republican votes. Never. Has that happened? Why does it always happen with the with the uniparty swamp cartel that leads the Republican Party? Well, it's a great question. Congressman Bob Good is joining us again. I I don't know how anybody could be surprised though with Kevin McCarthy. It's it's like the um, what, what what is it the uh, uh, the scorpion and the frog, right? I mean, it's like yeah, well, you always knew I was a scorpion. I mean, he's just not. He's not a good dude. He never has been. Now my question is, where do we go from here? Is it going to be Jim Jordan, who, I don't know about you, I have tremendous respect for. Steve Scalise has been McCarthy's number two. Is is he really in the running? Well, the good news is we will have a contest, competition, not a coronation. Yeah. You know, back in January, you had all the media crew going, oh, they don't have a plan. There's nobody else. There's no other candidate. So why are they doing this? And I kept saying, as long as Speaker McCarthy is the presumptive speaker, very few, if any, no one with stature or credibility or influence within the larger leadership structure, which would be perceived as someone who get 218, is going to challenge Speaker McCarthy publicly because of fear of consequence, retaliation. Courage is in extremely short supply, as you saw with eight people standing alone uh, back on Tuesday. But uh, courage is an extremely short supply, self-preservation, selfish interest, selfish ambition, putting their own political careers and their comfort of committee assignments and chairmanships and, and, and donations and, and pleasing the donor class and the special interest, the elites, the Wall Street, K Street lobbyists, all of who are very upset because the swamp cartel has been dis- disrupted. The American people won on Tuesday. The, the establishment lost on Tuesday. And they're very upset about that. And so we knew that once we removed him, once we would have no shortage of 
folks who would like to be speakers, not just the two or three that you've heard about. There's others circling. They're ready to, to jump in if, if they don't prevail or they're trying to put out figures to see what kind of support they might have. But we'll have a true contest, Jeff, okay. and we, we will have to we will have to. Come, it may take a few hours. It may take a few days. I don't think it'll take a few weeks, but we may, mm. we may, uh, it'll take some time to, to, to coalesce around 218, hopefully 221. That's how many Republicans we have. And then we bring it to the floor for a vote. Hopefully it's unanimous among the Republicans. And then we'll all have a vested interest in the success of the speaker who we chose, who we voted for, who we need to lead us, and who the country needs to lead us. And we're going to be healthier and better off for it. Uh, it's not easy. It's right. difficult, right. but the congressional patient was terminal. We needed surgery, and most of the, most of the people in the operating room are afraid to do the surgery because it's invasive and it's uncomfortable, and it causes the patient has to miss a little work and has to be, have a little bit of downtime. But if we just keep putting off the surgery, the patient's going to die. We needed a disruptor in 2016 when President Trump was elected. The congressional branch is even a worse swamp, if you will, than the White House yeah. is, and it's really difficult to bring the change. Uh, but you have some folks that were courageous enough, willing enough to risk everything to do it, knowing the country can't afford the status quo. And folks who said to me, oh, this is chaos. This, what, what? I'd ask them, what did you think a continued Kevin McCarthy-led House who has done nothing to help the country so far this year? And I challenge you to tell me what has been done to help the country this year. So what did you think we were going to get done out of the House so far this year? Because there's two things we've done so far. With, with only one House. We have passed messaging bills that go nowhere in the Senate. Right. So the only thing we can force leverage on is the debt ceiling limit that was reached. We could have forced leverage there or the threat of a government shutdown. To use the power of the purse, say we're not going to fund a Department of Homeland Security that's not securing the border. Mm-hmm. We're not going to fund a Department of Injustice that's weaponized against its citizens. And we're not going to keep funding the policies that are bankrupting the country, and that we ran against and just roll over and rubber stamp it. So we have leverage with this power of the purse, but we have a speaker who will not fight, refuses to fight for anything except being speaker. What did you think was going to happen this week or next week that was so important to keep the House running, just like it always has, that's a loser for the American people? And I've not had anybody answer that question for me yet. What you feel like we've disrupted, except for the discomfort of and the inconvenience and the uncertainty. And I acknowledge that there's uncertainty here. I, I can't tell you who exactly, how it's going to go, go down, but I can tell you the, the certainty of the, uh, the, the, the destruction of America as we know it if we don't bring change. Congressman Bob Good joining us. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping, Bob, that it's not going to be 15 rounds of voting again. And I have to ask you, since you don't actually have to be a member of the House to be the Speaker of the House, obviously people have floated former President Trump's name. He said, sure, I'd be willing to do it for a temporary period of time. Newt Gingrich said he'd come out of retirement to uh, sort of keep things, uh, quote, running. Uh, are any of those viable options, or is it going to be somebody no. who's there in the House? No. Okay. <laughs> no, President Trump's an executive. He was yeah. an outstanding president, in my estimation, and uh, but I don't think he wants to deal with the minutia or four hundred thirty-five <laughs> House members, and I don't think he wants to go deep in the legislative process. And plus, he's got his hands full, obviously, uh, fighting the persecution of the abusive uh, ju- uh, injustice system, mm-hmm. and also obviously running for president. And Newt Gingrich, uh, you know. He, uh, he, he was a deposed speaker who didn't like uh, conservatives uh, eventually got upset with him for not delivering. And I think he was the most significant speaker we've had going back 30 years, but he can only look at things through his speaker lens. So obviously he's critical. He's had some pretty harsh words for us uh, because, you know, he, he, he played the game and got to be speaker. And you don't get to do that unless you do. Yeah. And they don't like it when people challenge that. 
Well, uh, I, I think you pointed out something that uh, many of us have said for many years. There are some people whose sole belief when they enter public life is they they want a certain position. You know, Mitt Romney was, had one core belief, and that was that he was going to, he should be president, and everything else was, uh, you know, negotiable. And I think Kevin McCarthy was exactly the same way. He wanted to be Speaker of the House, and whatever he had to do, trading up, down, or sideways, he was going to do because he wanted that big gavel. And uh, it, it's going to be fascinating to see. Is there any timeline realistically on when this could all get uh, wrapped up? Well, it's it, it, there's some uncertainty. I, again, I will acknowledge, and yeah. it's, it's somewhat indefinite. But we will have we have a schedule. We're supposed to come back on Monday, and we'll do some work to get ready. And to, to vet, I'm getting ready to jump on a conference call. We're finished here to, with one of the candidates to gotcha. with a group of us to, to vet that candidate. Uh, but uh, we'll have a formal candidate forum on Tuesday evening, as you've heard, mm-hmm. and I suspect we may start voting that night. Now, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see where that leads and, and what kind of majority any one individual has and how significant the resistance is to whichever candidates. It's not just who has him the most yes, but who has the most hard no's and what can be worked on to bring some compromise. We're all going to have to give a little, but we're all going to have to compromise. There's not a perfect speaker candidate. Uh, we're all imperfect and flawed. Yeah. So, But we're, I think we're all going to want to get it done as quickly as we can, to do. but, but, but we don't want to be in a hurry to do it wrong and get it as right as we can. It won't be perfect. We'll try to get it as right as we can. All right, fair enough. Listen, Bob, I always appreciate you making time for us. I think it's a, it's a fascinating story. We'll check in again. Uh, I wish you, as always, a, a blessed weekend for you and your team, and uh, God willing, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. That is uh, Congressman Bob Good. You heard what he had to say. Look, I, I know people have beaten him up. Uh, and I, I, I asked him, you know, you had eight Republicans joined with all the Democrats. And, and so there was this sense, hey, Kevin McCarthy was, a, you know, a Delta Bravo because he was cutting deals with Democrats. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is today what he's always been. Now he's the former speaker, so maybe he doesn't have the power that, uh, that he used to. Uh, I, I just think that a lot of people thought he was going to do things differently. They took him at his word, and unfortunately in D.C., and in some other places as well, your word is sometimes not worth anything. So it's going to be interesting. Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan are the two leading names, but uh, Bob Good said, hey, there are a lot of other folks behind the scenes. So we may see someone else emerge. It's Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.